Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. All right, so we come to our last study in our study in John chapter 15. I've loved, I love every word of John 13 through 17. Honestly, it's my favorite portion of scripture. I come back to it so often just because it's so personal. It's so intimate. You get to hear that Jesus calls you and I friends. And so Jesus, as he finishes up chapter 15 here, begins to share with his disciples how the world had reacted to him and as a result, we'll react to them too. And so you and I can expect the same reaction. You see, the people that Jesus is talking about here, he said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. So he begins to talk about the hatred that people had toward Jesus and God. He goes in and talks about how they persecuted him, did not believe his words, and would not follow the truth. Does that sound uh, like our day and time, how people have a hatred towards Jesus and God. They will persecute followers. They will not believe the words and the truth that you and I say. They won't follow the truth, even though you're like, it makes sense. What you're saying is uh, not logically sound, and, and you just, and people believe it and follow it. As you think about Christianity as a whole, it is extremely beneficial for the world. Even atheists and people who don't believe in Christianity will say that because they understand Jesus is a great moral teacher. They will say, yeah, he has great moral teachings and they're good to follow. The ethical teachings, the supreme view of love towards everyone. I mean, how can it not be beneficial towards the world and society? It's high moral standard. And it's so amazing that Christianity is so beneficial to the world, yet there's such a hatred towards it. And so as Jesus is talking to his disciples, he's leaving. He says, look, this is how the world's going to react to you. Uh, as a result, this is what I'm doing. And Jesus does this. He promises them the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit becomes a very important topic as we go through uh, John 13 through 17. But in John 14, he begins to talk about the promise of the Holy Spirit. He says, if you, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. That's what he refers to the Holy Spirit as, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And verse 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall do this. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said. And so we see Jesus promises the Holy Spirit to believers. You see the word Comforter. You may think of the Holy Spirit as a counselor, an advocate. It's the same word that is used in 1 John is for our advocate. And the word another here, Jesus said, I will send another Comforter. That's an important word. And maybe you've heard it said that another means another of the same kind. And that's very important. Jesus said, I'm going to send you another just like me. You see, Jesus is our advocate before the Father, and the Holy Spirit is Jesus' advocate for us here on earth. You can think about it like this. The Holy Spirit is Jesus' representative on earth. And so who is the Holy Spirit promised to? It's only promised to believers. He tells us here that the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. It says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. 
And so they cannot receive the Holy Spirit because they don't look for him. They can't see him. They don't know him personally because they've not believed in Jesus Christ and don't have a personal relationship with him. So the Holy Spirit is not promised to the world, though it intera- though he interacts with the world. We'll see that. But he is promised to believers, those who have called upon Jesus Christ to save them. And he's promised to believers forever. So once a person receives the Holy Spirit, it can never be lost. It can never be taken away. It is a done deal. Ephesians Ephesians 1, 13 through 14, talk about the Holy Spirit is God's seal. You can never lose the Holy Spirit. And that's significant because that means you can never lose your salvation. So if you can never lose the Holy Spirit, you cannot lose your salvation. And that's another uh, point there that kind of ties into our previous studies. We looked at answering the question of can you lose your salvation? So it's promised to believers, it's promised forever. And then Jesus goes on to describe where the Holy Spirit will be. Now, the Holy Spirit lives in the world, and the Holy Spirit also lives in the believer. You see, Jesus is in heaven while the Holy Spirit is in the world. The Holy Spirit is very active in our world. It is active in both believers' lives and unbelievers, just in different capacities and ways. You see, he lives in the believer. At the moment a person places their faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes inside to live in them. So the Holy Spirit's address is inside of you. Now, how does the Holy Spirit live in you? Like, is it just part of you? Is is it attached to you? Like, what is it? You see, we are born spiritually dead because of sin. When we call on Jesus to save us, we are born again, or we are spiritually born. Our dead spirit is reborn with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lives within you. It lives in your spirit. You're made up of body, soul, and spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes in to take that dead spirit and make you alive today. So what does that mean for you and I, that he lives in the believer? So where you go, the Holy Spirit goes. What you do, the Holy Spirit does. What you see, the Holy Spirit sees. What you hear, the Holy Spirit hears. So there ought to be accountability and conviction that comes from that. But also, He's always accessible by you. You see, the Holy Spirit is the originator of the 24-7 concept. It was not Walmart, Super Walmarts. The Holy Spirit is with us 24-7 all the time, and you and I have access to Him. And the thing is, he is our tool. He is the resource that God has given you and I to live a victorious life. So many times we walk around defeated and we should not walk around defeated because God has given us everything we need to live a victorious life. Jesus would even go on to say that you and I would be able to do greater works than he could do because of the Holy Spirit living in us. So the Holy Spirit is uh, promised to believers. He lives in the world. He lives in a believer. That's where the Holy Spirit will be. Then he begins to detail the works of the Holy Spirit, which is very important here. So the Holy Spirit works with us in the world. And I think if we can recognize what he does, then we can tap into a valuable resource. Now, John chapter 15 talks about uh, the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16 talks about the Holy Spirit. In verse number seven, it goes on to say, Nevertheless, I tell tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Think about what Jesus is saying. It is important that I leave so that I can send the Holy Spirit. So what you you know, I've often thought, let me say it this way. 
of what it would be like to walk on earth while Jesus was alive, to hear him teach, to sit down like the disciples did and have a meal, to walk with him, see the miracles, all these things happen. But what Jesus is saying, that is good, but there's something better. Sometimes we feel like we missed out. But Jesus is saying, look, it's expedient for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter will not come unto you. The comforter is something that Jesus is saying is better than being with him on earth. And that's kind of hard sometimes to understand, but that's how important the Holy Spirit is. And I think sometimes you and I look at the Holy Spirit and forget about the Holy Spirit. We forget about the Holy Spirit living in our life. We forget about the tool that God has given us. And we neglect the very thing that gives us the victory and the power that you and I need to live this Christian life. We go down and see the Holy Spirit reproves the world of three things, of sin. He says, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness, and of judgment. Reprove just means to convince, cause someone to realize, or to open the eyes. You see, the Holy Spirit convicts people of their sin. We say sin is missing the mark. The mark being God is anything that violates God's law or commands. God says we're not to steal. We're not to lie. God says we are not to covet, desire things that other people have. We are to honor and obey our parents. And when we do not do that, we are breaking God's law or we are sinning. You see, the Holy Spirit keeps believers in check. The Holy Spirit reveals to unbelievers that they have sinned. He also uh, convicts of righteousness. Righteousness is the opposite of sin. It's conformity to all that God commands. It's the opposite of sin or being without sin. And so he reveals to people that there is a right way and there is a wrong way to live. And that's why I say when we're communicating the gospel and sharing the truth with other people, if we understand that the Holy Spirit is at work even before we have the conversation, but also at work during the conversation. We realize we're working together. The Holy Spirit's convicting in them of their sin. And that's why it's so important that you and I use the law and, and use God's word to reveal that they are a sinner. And then God is also convicting through the Holy Spirit, letting them know, hey, there's a wrong path and there is a right path. And then lastly, it's judgment to come. He is convicting people to know that there will be a judgment in the end. And as a result, heaven or hell. And so when you are talking or witnessing to someone, the Holy Spirit is active doing these things. And that is very, very important. Uh, it's not your job to convince people. That is the Holy Spirit's job. It is your job to tell them. And that should take the weight and the pressure off of you of whether they will believe or not. So many times we carry that weight. I have to convince them. I have, it's not your job. I have, What if I don't say it's not your job? Your, our job is to communicate the truth to the best of our ability, to be intentional and share the gospel. The rest is up to God. It's not our, uh, our ability to make someone believe or to have someone change their mind. And then God, uh, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. That's helpful because you have so many voices out there today. How will you know what truth is? Well, God has given you the Holy Spirit to help you understand and know truth. God means to lead the way, to direct you to something. And it's not some truth. He will guide you, Jesus said, into all truth. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. You can know the truth. What is the source of truth? Jesus said, thy word is true. So the Holy Spirit will lead us or help us to discover all truth in this world. He will help us to interpret 
scripture to understand it because many times we read and we don't fully understand the big picture the small picture of verse the holy spirit is given to guide us he's also given to teach us the holy spirit is given to continue jesus's ministry of teaching and that's very helpful to know what are all things that he's going to teach us of the truth of scripture life society life lessons anything that you know of jesus is going to teach us through the holy spirit how does he do this Well, he teaches us truth through the foundation of the scriptures. And that's why reading and studying is so important. Meditating. That's why Bible study is important. Church is so important. So that you can understand what you're reading and what you need to do. And you don't have to worry. Let me just say this. There's so many voices in our world competing for your attention. And some of the voices are good and they're full of truth. Some of the voices are mixed with truth and untruth. Some of them are just straight up lies trying to deceive you. How are you going to know what voice to listen to? How are you going to know what church to go to? How are you going to know how to live your life? It's through scripture. It's through you knowing and understanding scripture. And God has given you the Holy Spirit to help you. So when you sit down and you read and you study, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to open your eyes, to open your mind, to take away anything that you already have wrongly understood. And the Holy Spirit's given to do that. And then the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance in verse 26. Specifically, this was to help the disciples remember what he had taught them so that they could write the New Testament. But as we read, study, memorize, and meditate on Scripture, the Holy Spirit will remind you when you need it, in that moment of temptation, in that moment that you're witnessing, in that moment that you have that confrontation with an unbeliever, and they're challenging your belief system. But also, don't expect the Holy Spirit to give you what you have not put in there in the first place. That's why it's so important that you and I read and study as a believer. And then he says he will show you things to come. Again, that's the promise of the the New Testament and help us understand the application of prophecy. You see, because of the Holy Spirit, you possess the power to live a victorious life. Can I say this? Stop living a defeated life. Stop letting Satan defeat you. Stop beating yourself up. Stop giving in to the temptation. Listen to the Holy Spirit at this moment and every moment of your life. The Holy Spirit's there. And so listen to him. And sometimes it's trying to discern the Holy Spirit's voice. Can I say this? Stop living the defeated life. Stop letting Satan defeat you. Why? Because this is the promise. He says this, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You possess inside of you within the Holy Spirit the tool to live a victorious life. He is greater than the temptation. He's greater than the voices in your head. He's greater than Satan and the enemy who's constantly trying to defeat you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.